brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. <laughs> Welcome to the suds episode where good beer meets really bad radio in advance already. I just want to say, uh, yeah, uh, we also talk about everything good in life that is worth discussing. This is good old boy Mike. I have several other uh, constituents at the table that have not conspirators. not not been indicted yet. That's all I have to say. Wow! <laughs> Joining me on Radio Left is Good Old Boy Dave. I tell you, I don't get no respect at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my equal across the table is Good Old Boy Kendall. It's a pleasure to be here. He called you his equal. That <laughs> <laughs> is an insult, right? <laughs> it is. It's good. Wow. <laughs> good old boy Caperton. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. And good old boy Sparky. I tell you, I don't get no respect at all. <laughs> Maybe we should just go for another <laughs> intro. Maybe take take 14. <laughs> well, today's Suds episode is going to be brought to you by the letter S and the number one, because S is for Sparky. And he's number one because he brought us a bunch of beer to try today. Yeah, he did. Go to boy Sparky brought a selection of beers from Raleigh Farmhouse Sales in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, before we get started, I want to let you know who this Suds episode is brought to you by. The Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty? Do you need an attorney? Well, come on down to the Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She'll fight for her clients and give injustice the claw. The claw. Scratcher's Day Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states. Okay, so good old boy Sparky, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Raleigh Farmhouse Sales and the beers he brought us today. Yeah, good deal, man. So I, I reached out to uh, John Raleigh and uh, just just asked him because there's, there's been a lot of legends in the beer community about his past and uh, I just kind of wanted to get straight to him and, and see what it was about. So yeah. Uh, Here's what he told me. He said, uh, I started out wanting to be a professional snowboarder back in the... I'm going to keep count as you go along here. One. Accomplishments. Accomplishments, right? One. one. Okay. So I started out wanting to be a professional snowboarder back in the very early days. I was pretty good and had enough talent. I entered some early competitions and did okay, but not well enough to really stick with that. Especially back then, the late 80s, no money on it. I was going to school in Vermont and met some deadheads and ended up going on tour with them for a couple of years. Two. Yep. Right. School, school wasn't really my of interest in those days, <laughs> but I always did well in classes, especially science classes. After I got sick of t- the touring lifestyle, I decided to put my adult pants on and go to school. So I moved from Vermont to Arizona and started in chemistry at the U of A of uh, Tuc- Tucson. 
Tuxon. Tuxon. Uwafa. We're going to call that three. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Spent the next 10 years getting multiple degrees there and even had a bit of time there in the electrochemical field, lithium sulfur battery R&D. Oh, yeah, sure. Right, right. as one does. That works well for That's what everybody does. <laughs> it's good yeah. stuff. I don't it's feel qualified stuff. to be on this episode <laughs> after that last sentence. Can I leave and excuse myself now? <laughs> so uh, once they... Uh, Let's see. Uh, once they went into reorg, I moved to Santa Fe, where I'd been a chemist at Los Alamos National Laboratory for the last 17 years. Yeah, because that's, that's yeah. normal. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, everybody does okay. that. That's every, man, that's every man kind yeah. of stuff. I put on my pants all by myself today. I just yeah. wanted to let everybody know that. Yeah, I uh, almost did. Yeah. I, did, I didn't fall coming down the stairs. That's Everybody's got to have I a goal. I caught that a win. <laughs> yeah. All right. This guy just keeps classing us every time. Yep. During this tenure, I took up homebrewing which I had done a little bit of back in Vermont in 88 or 89 or so. Back in the deadhead days. It's true. Yeah. But it really stuck that time around. Because I, I could remember it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was 12. Um, but uh, I converted my garage into a full-on one-barrel brewery with a walk-in cooler and some barrel aging capacity. Who what does a, that? What a guy. What right? a guy. <laughs> As one does. Jesus, love this guy. And... Uh, then I built a nuclear weapon in my garage. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I added that. That was started his own country. It's a possibility. I, I started say, fission that, that fermentation. It's a republic. <laughs> so my we're on God. career move number five here. It's true. So yeah. yeah. It was merely a matter of time before I took a professional and here we are. God bless you, John Rowley. Mm. There you go. Yay, John Rowley. No tattoo artist, you know. He's president no, uh, of his local. No six-week run on Broadway. No. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> he no. won over 80 competitions. Oh, are you serious? Medaled in over 80 competitions. Wow. Really? Yeah. Holy he's, crap. He's kind okay. of a homebrew guy. You know how many wow. he entered? He's not dead. 80. 80. <laughs> <laughs> won them all. Hey that, hey, that competition thing's not hard at all. That's right. Yeah. You just get in there and do uh. it. <laughs> Sparky, why don't you tell us uh, about the beer we're going to have today? Yeah. So we've got um, five beers, uh, which uh, do you want me to read them out by style or do you want me to- No, uh, let's just read them out, period. By name. Yeah. Okay. So we have five we'll, beers. We'll, we'll get into the styles as we go through them individually. Five so, beers, five career shifts. It's mm, true. Career. There you go. So first up is from the- uh, uh, Honor Society, uh, Sanctuario Stone Blend, uh, Rally Farmhouse Ales Tea for Two, Two uh, for Tea, Sanctuario mm. Melon, um, Melon, Cote d'Or Double Cerise, and then last but not least, Cote d'Or Pinot Noir. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a, a bunch of fancy French words. That's here. a lot of words so, I don't know. All bottle conditioned, mm. all in the big. Dinosaur format. 750. Kendall, why don't you uh, tell us what we're going to do here today as we talk about these beers. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. And you're going to use your favorite New Mexico accent. Do it. Do it. I dare you. I swear I dare you. I have no idea what that sounds like. (laughs) Sandy. Make it sound sandy. (laughs) No, they've got... So here are those ratings now. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two, was that a belch? New Mexico people talk just like us. They do. And three. Ah, what a relief. Does your mom always say that all the time, Sparky? Yes, actually. Okay, all right. That's true. A four? 
a body should really not make that sound. Uh, That's what my uh, mom says. <laughs> and five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Okay. Straight out of New Mexico. I felt yep. like I was in yep. Santa Fe yep. when he was so, doing that. So let's just get, let's just like get it out there. Like this mm-hmm. is New Mexico mm-hmm. and probably the most popular thing in pop culture of late from New Mexico has been Breaking Bad, Albuquerque, Breaking right? Yeah. I so, was just going to say meth. And you, right. Yeah, but but so go. here we have like totally, like clearly gifted chemist mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. New Mexico mm-hmm. who decided to Brew opt beer. out of Why of didn't meth. Walter White just he go gone beer. start a brewery? Right? Yeah. 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 That's this, pretty, it would have been a lot happier ending. That's yeah. pretty weak on him. It would have been like two seasons and everybody would have been it, right. cool I mean, in the game. Right. I mean, not as good of television, yeah. but still, like, yeah. you know. It would have been like that turtle. The, the exploding, yeah, exploding turtle, yeah. yeah. Walter, yeah. the you wouldn't have needed that. Walter, the here. the bright tank's not working, man. We're, <laughs> yeah. we, it was an entire episode yeah. of John Rally chasing down a fly. Actually, yeah. the first the episode would have been John Rally trying to get his uh, TB, uh, the TTB, uh, yeah, license. The, yeah, the right. license. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, talking about chemists, I had a story to uh, tell so you guys. So your trench drain's oh, not oh, correct. A, uh, <laughs> a recent story that I've had. Uh, so I was drifting through. The state of Alabama, as what? one does, I had a temporary Band. once again. I had a temporary permit to permit me to drift through the state. Enter the state. Yes, yes that's correct. Yes. And I was on my way to uh, the Florida Panhandle area, and you know we had a few listeners that you know always chime in. You got to go try this place. You know, uh, yeah. whatever. And we and I enjoy those comments. By the way, keep them coming. Um, but this one place in Alabama is called Kendall's Barbecue. It's oh, on, I like the name. Yep. Oh. Yep. 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 So this is uh, just south of Montgomery, uh, about an hour. It is right off of I-65. And uh, so I'm, you know, uh, kind of putting it on the radar to try and, and make sure that I, I stop off here and check this place out. I was hungry and I was thirsty. Oh, yeah. Were you hangry? I oh, was, yeah. I was ready. I've discovered know, that's this. the worst time to show up to yep. a restaurant. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is literally a quick sack, uh, you know, kind of uh, convenience market. Convenience market. And there's a shack that's out beside it. That oh. is the barbecue place. Yes. All right. And it looks like a combination of a series of architectural nightmares. Sure. There was a shack, and they strapped on a prefab building behind okay. that. Yep. And then they have a giant screened-in area in the back, I'm sure, where they actually- This all sounds really promising. Yeah. I know. I was the yeah. same yeah. way. I was yeah. like- I'd be encouraged. I'd be encouraged by yeah. this and cut I'm reading and some of the I'm reading some of the notes, and they're like, they absolutely hose everything down in barbecue sauce, you know? Oh. But oh. the rest of the, the meat itself was really great. I'm like, okay so uh i was looking for a beer i walked in and i saw all the finest products from InBev all in one place okay, okay. so okay i walk up and i order uh the spare ribs because they didn't have baby back and i forgot to tell oh, them well, you know baby back, baby back, that baby uh i i you know, do not hose the you know right. the ribs. Down. Hold the sauce. Yep. So I'm going to accelerate some of the story here for time. So I'm sitting out. There's a picnic area beside this that you know, I'm sitting here and I'm sure. eating the ribs after I've wiped them off with a napkin. Oh geez. And out walks the cook from the yeah. from the building. Yeah. She has on a 
pink shirt says War Eagle. I'm okay with that. Oops. Oops. But then she has on like medical booties or uh, bags from Walmart that mm. she's strapped to her feet. Oh, and God. she's walking mm. out of there. Mm. And my wife looks at me and don't says, Don't ask. Don't What's ask. What's that about exactly? Don't ask. You know, so mm. Don't ask. Don't yeah, tell. You're overthinking. Just this eat. Way just too eat. Much. Just, just, yeah, just, look, eat. just yeah. look at the food. Just look at the food. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys think about that. We'll cover more right after the break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes on today's Suds hey. episode. Yep. We're actually talking about beers from Raleigh uh, Farmhouse Ales out of New Mexico, Santa Fe, New Santa Mexico. Fe. Santa Fe. And that um, means without a fee. We were uh, <laughs> talking a little bit about a story I had with some barbecue from Kendall's Barbecue at yes. exit 114 yes. off of I 65. Yeah. Yep. Georgiana, Alabama. Thank you for looking Georgiana, that up. Kendall, Georgia, Bama. It. Um, and I was talking about this interesting moment yes. where I'm watching colorful the character cook walking out of the building with a, a set of booties on. And I love what I love what uh, Caperton said. He says, "So is that for the wet work?" Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, in the back, you keep your toes dry. What was she wasn't wearing a hairnet? I mean, was you would she expect wearing somebody uh, to be wearing you know shoes, man. gloves she, or a hairnet? Do you want to do you want to see where she came from? Was no, she wearing? Uh, was she wearing? I really don't want to know these things. Was she wearing juicy shorts? No, but uh, it was plausible, I would tell uh, you. So, yeah. Oh, no. I was just the whole time, and I didn't I didn't notice, and my wife happened, and she was the one that pointed it out. And, man, the whole time, the rest of the way down the road, I'm like, exactly what was that all about? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, <laughs> oh Alabama. Do you, you want to know? Did she have a toddler on her arm? Negative. Okay. okay. Negative. Yeah. There were, there were yeah. no small children involved. At the time, there, how was the there, queue though? It was horrible. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was like a it was like a slab of ribs. An abundance been freshly, of sauce is a bad. It, sign. it had been yeah. freshly defrosted from Walmart and dipped in. You know the yeah. worst. Well, that's sauce. where the bags came yeah. from. But, right? but it's a uh, hops hide all sins sauce. That's the truth. That's right. Hops. Yep. Sauce yep. hides all barbecue. That's Not right. really. Doesn't yeah. actually hide any barbecue sins. Well, I'm sure we'll have some more moments to think. Uh, would this be better with or without booties? Will be the question of the day. Was okay. it the white sauce though? Everything the, the white better stuff. With no. Was red sauce. No, I would have been okay if it had been dunked in craft barbecue sauce. But this was like a nightmare from hell, you oh, know, no, that they no. dunked it in. So a mayonnaise-based <laughs> so barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's white sauce. That's where it comes that's right. from, man. Well, you know, the other it's thing so that's bad. very prevalent in the state of Alabama is inbreeding. The kudzu vine. And we absolutely uh -oh. have to have a kudzu report because we have the master abater here at our table today. Take it away, good old boy Caperton, on our kudzu report for this episode. Yes, indeed, folks. It's good to be back on the Sip, Suds, and Smokes broadcast with the opportunity to warm and seemingly complacent populace. Bless your hearts. With booties. Yeah. Booties. Even her, even she gets the warning against the relentless slow motion wave of invasive tangled vines known as kudzu. That's me. Everybody see? You guys are complacent. I wish you could see them. They're, they're completely... That's why I ordered poorly. No fear. <laughs> Wake no, up, Sparky. I'm no afraid, fear. I'm afraid of That kudzu lines. is crawling over you no, right now. No fear. Oh, man. It's As weird. I've stated before, we have a massive kudzu destruction movement in this country, in this region, 
actually, that is filled with heroes and incredibly smart defenders. So, even you, Sparky, should fear not. <laughs> he's all he's ahead of most of you in the fear not. <clears throat> Pardon me. Today, not I'm, I don't come to you with with uh, too much fear, hopefully, but but more of a a good tiding. And I'm happy to tell you that we have a profile in courage. And our recipient is Jace Gooding and Scott Wilcox, who have started the Virginia Goat Busters. At a moment's notice, they can and do provide a herd of ravenous goats capable of eradicating kudzu, poison ivy, and apparently the new scourge. And this might, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it might need its own report, the wild cucumber. <clears throat> and pretty much anything else that's not moving, those goats are just going to wipe it out. I saw a movie called The Wild Cucumber once. It was... Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. That Uh-oh. was something. I, I got Did like, you make any friends there while you were watching? <laughs> I got like this whole fellas. scene in my head now. This guy showing up, the doorbell rings. The goats. You know, you show Who are you going to call? <laughs> Goatbusters. Goat exactly. Yeah, you know, Sorry, like, I had to throw that I out guess, there. I, uh, I guess I it must be easy there. for the goats eating the poison ivy, but I just have to wonder about the aftermath. Hey, the goat, uh, see, it's got to be are, rough. Yeah. Are you, you guys, uh, are you Mr. Caperton? We're guys, here with you goats. I mean, uh, <laughs> you, you call Is me, it Thursday already? Call a man about a goat. i got to call a guy about Martha, did you call them goat people? <laughs> All right, so let's just uh, pause here to stand and salute Jason Scott. Oh, I missed the part. I should tell you that the, that the, uh, the one guy, Jace Goodling, breeds goats for meat. You mm. know, for cooking, cooking goats. You can taste the poison ivy. And the, <laughs> the goats, the goats that don't make the cut, so to speak, get, en- get enlisted into the kudzu eradication warrior force. Do they do that goat yoga? Too? Are you the weak kudzu so eater? So that's the thing about the goats is they've got the dexterity, man. They See, do. They you're, can you're jump tapping. You're, you're trying to make a joke about something really. So you're serious saying there's here. a performance rating on their on your kudzu why, eating? Goat? Why am I trying to make jokes you're the about weak this? One. <laughs> I because it's because you're good old boy Dave. That's why. But but I'm it's you haven't been affected by kudzu. Is oh, the problem. I've been affected. Yeah, I've seen your triggered. yard. It's pretty good. I'm, I've got a. I'm standing vigilant in your in your lawn. <laughs> so let's let's stand and salute Jason Scott and the goats. For their tireless efforts. They are truly masters of abatement. This has been good old boy Caperton for the Sip, Suds, and Smokes Kudzu Report. Thank you, good old boy Caperton, the master abater. That was powerful, unique, and almost entertaining. I am in awe. I'm impressed by those goats. I got a little carried away there. Have you guys seen that goat yoga, though? Jocularity about goat yoga. It's uh, it's weird. Would would you name your goats if you knew that one of them was going to get the axe because they don't eat enough kudzu? kudzu, You know? You guys, have you ever had any goat? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course I have. Yeah. Yeah. Not like kudzu goat or poison ivy goat. Oh, you have. You know, you goat know. will eat anything. Guys. Yeah, that's they true. Will, you probably had like some aluminum cans. Yeah, you had some tin can goat. Aluminium. And some, uh, yeah, some fertilizer goat and some. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're kind of like catfish. Catfish yeah. of the of the land. You probably had some. <laughs> probably had some goat goat. They're the they bottom, don't really. They're the goat. bottom feeder of the of the of the. But firm earth. You know, when you throw one on the ice at a Preds game, it just doesn't quite. Not the same. No, not, not really. The same. Nice. People, people get people get kids cry. That's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. kids. He hurt cry. the little goat. 
Ba-boom. I see what you wow, did there. Wow, rude. Let's get yeah. to some amazing beer. And first Such a up indeed. is uh, from Raleigh Farmhouse Sales. Uh, we're going to talk about Tea for Two. Tea for Two. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the description for this beer, Sparky. All right. So Tea for Two is a small batch saison that we brewed with Continental Six Rose Spring Barley. Sonoran white wheat, Belgian aromatic, and flaked oats. We bettered it lightly to 14 IBUs so that it might see a bit of tartness from our house-mixed culture. Lastly, we dry-hopped it with a healthy dose of Earl Grey tea obtained locally from our friends at Artful Tea. Raise a pinky if you like. Cheers! Ding! Ding! Yeah, just uh, so all of these beers are sour beers. They've been infected with some sour culture of yep. some kind. So if that's not your thing, uh, that's turn the more, show off right now. That's Do more. Do not for, ever listen to that's us. That's more again. for us. That's Be all gone with you. Say. Yes. yes. I hate uh, you. Yep. Go back to your kudzu patch. Just kidding. We love you. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, tea for two. Really amazing. Um, what did you guys uh, think about this? Uh, what are some of your tasting notes? Well, it's a beautiful beer. I'll just yeah, that's it in a nutshell. I mm. have gorgeous written down. I, I think we spent we spent probably ten minutes talking about how much we love tea after drinking yeah. this. Yeah. Um, it's I'm going to call it a dirty Arnold Palmer. Wow, okay. so so okay. lemony, so lemony. I so get a lot of orange, a lot of lemon and yeah. orange. Yeah, citrus yeah. tea. Actually, the first word I wrote down was apples, um, and I thought it had like a cider like quality about it as well. So. Um, a lot of honeysuckle, and there's a herbal quality that kind of sets into this. I actually wrote yeah. down sage and yeah. basil. Is that from the Earl Grey? I'm not an Earl Grey drinker, so I am. Um, I, am I, no, I don't think it's from the Earl uh, Grey because Earl Grey is mostly the uh, orange oil, uh, Earl oil of bergamot, yeah, bergamot, which is a very who's, who's bergamot. Um, it's a type of orange. It's, it's, a, actually, it's, it's or- actually that's not a type of is orange. It, it's a Seville orange. Is the orange that bergamot man. is extremely? Oh yes, go. if you oh, would be one guy. with a queen, you would know these things. Sorry, <laughs> I've, brewed, I've, I've actually look replicated. out, boys. The queen's back. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, the the bergamot. Yeah, so it is a Seville orange, and but it is a type of orange. But yep. Uh, I, I don't know where the uh, the herbal flavors are. I'm guessing it's there's from, tea, so it's, the, it's it's black tea. It's so, black and white yeah, tea right. with with bergamot oil added to it. Earl Grey. So you are going to get some other flavors. So it's a out flavored of it. tea. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Just like um like uh, blood oranges also very similarly have a very herbal uh, yeah, yeah oil from their skin. And I get a lot of blood orange from this. Yeah. I wrote I wrote down yeah. um tart mandarin but the lemon uh, the lemon that comes out as well is like really interesting but too. The teas, that's the first thing the I got the tea's there yeah. for sure I mean I get that black tea lending maybe a little more of a bitterness maybe quality yeah. to it now and, Caperton uh, where where does the butterscotch fall for you yeah see that's that's unfair so <laughs> so I just want to say that that even even gods drop the hammer sometimes and and John Rowley is is a is a big man in my estimation in many different dimensions. Mm. So wait a minute, let's not bring up butterscotch. It was, um, that was another episode. So uh, really amazing beer and uh uh-uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> all the uh, all the way around. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. We're uh, we're really close. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I, I we can, can, I we can, can go, go there. All we can right. Go there. Our, okay. Our you rating guys. for T for two from Raleigh Farmhouse Sales is going to be a five. Yeah, it's really good. I mean the the. The sort of the tea herbal qualities and the tartness yeah, from, there's his, a lot from the, going on. From the house yeah. culture yeah. and the and the orangey sort of lemony quality. It's really citrus. it really like gets your get your juices going. Gorgeous. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really is, man. And this is definitely one as we've had it open for a while and warming yeah. up. It yeah. just it gets even up better. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great beer. Let's move right along. So the next beer we're going to talk about is a Sanctuario Stone Blend. All right, so uh, for the Sanctuario Stone Blend, um, let's see. All right, here we go. So uh, when we were tasting through the first batch of Sanctuario that we aged in Chardonnay barriques, we came across a single barrel that exhibited strong notes of melon in the nose and flavor. It was such a lovely barrel, so we decided to pull it aside and fruit it with a mix of uh, Tuscan cantaloupes and Olaf Colorado honeydew melon. We added 40 pounds of each fruit to the barrel and aged it for an additional 90 days on the fruit before bottling. At the time of bottling, the beer had a pH of 4.2, a TA of 4.7 GL, and an ABV of 5.2. It has since picked up a touch more acidity during bottle conditioning, but personally, I think it is perfectly balanced for this beer. I hope you enjoy this beer as we much have had much fun brewing it. Cheers. That guy is, is absolutely a freaking You mentioned scientist. a lot of yeah, melon yes. in that, though. I'm, are we talking about the Sanctuarium yeah. melon stone or blend. the stone blend? Yeah. Stone oh, blend. I'm sorry. I went to the melon. So let's let's start with that one first. Yeah, because you said melon what, cantaloupe and honeydew? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Okay, this, that's so, what I was curious about. Beg pardon. We're, we'll, we're on We'll switch. Uh, so Sanctuarium melon. Um we, what, have, we uh, have two Sanctuario beers here. That's true, yeah. Of, so, true. Um, yeah. wow, uh, the first thing I wrote down was honeydew. Melon, yeah. And yeah. in fact, I actually yeah. looked at Kendall kind of check up to make sure that I was really kind of getting the right you know style of melon. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was full-blown uh, cantaloupe. It wasn't no. sweet enough. And I really thought that uh, very traditional bitterness that you would tend to uh, flow in a honeydew, especially in the rind, I thought was kind of all over this. Really uh, great balance. Um, yeah. yeah, also a gorgeous beer. Actually, the way I wrote it down is if you had taken a bunch of honeydew and dropped it into a barrel and fermented it, that's what this tastes like, you know? So, yeah, Sounds I think so. Good. It's it's The melon is subtle, but, but just beautiful and uh, delightful. Yeah, let me say, I'm going to go out on a, I'm going to make some people mad here. And I've, I like a lot of kettle sour beers, don't get me wrong. But when you drink a beer like this and you sort of, after you've had uh, recently just a barge load of kettle soured sours yeah. that that uh, that are great, but then when you you just can't get the complexity that you get from a beer like this, you know. It's oh just, yeah, and and just over time, like since we had this much colder the time, it's kind of yeah. warmed up to cellar temperature and opened up. I mean, really. I, I had on mine honey. I before I I never even read the description, but I had honey, honeydew, uh, just nice tart on the end, um, just lovely. Slightly, slightly cheesy, a little bit funky. Oh yeah, definitely you know? get some of that cheesiness yeah. you would expect. Dry from some as of those a bone. I mean, just just beautiful stuff. Love this beer. Uh, just uh, really love the balance all the way around it. Uh, good old boy, Dave. Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, cheesy melon. <laughs> cheesy <laughs> melons, baby. No, um, the, the Tart thing cheesy that, melons. The thing that really, 
stood out to me was the <laughs> no. honey. Like I know it's yeah. honeydew and everything, yeah. but there is a definite like for a lot of people who don't pick up on complex flavors like yep. me, honey jumps right out at you like above everything else. Mm. Well, a uh, really fantastic yeah. beer all the way around. Really uh, very well made. Our Suds rating for the Sanctorio Melon is from Raleigh Farm Mail Sales is going to be a four. Super solid beer. Now you want to go to the Stone? Yes. All yes, right. I do. So Thanks. let's go to the Sanctuario Stone Blend. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep you off. No, no, you're fine. So Sanctuario is our interpretation of how Cezanne used to be before modern large-scale brewing techniques became commonplace. Hmm. Sanctuario is fermented in neutral French oak barrels with our house yeast blend to yield a delicate funk with a light tartness. We take Sanctuary, huh, huh, Mm -hmm. and this approachable ale, and I hope you will as well. For this blend, we added 1.4 pounds a gallon of a mix of apricots and peaches to the barriques and allowed the beer to re-ferment to dryness before bottling. The bulk of this was bottled for our honor society, but there are all some bottles that did not uh, land in that with regular labeling. We consider it both an honor society and public release beer. Hmm. There you go. Interesting. I wonder how they, um, I was just thinking about like the weather in New Mexico and how it, like it can get hot in the day yeah. and then like cold at night. Yep. And I wonder like how much temperature c- control they do in their their fermentation because I know that one brewery that actually they're in the, those sandstone caves in New Mexico. Sure, yeah. That, sure. uh, the, and that, uh, brewery was at, uh, embrace the funk, um, where they are, the brewery is back in, so and they're the, using all those native, native American, uh, American ingredients. Yeah. 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 I'm so, not familiar with that one. <clears throat> that was fabulous. We'll, we'll cover it on a different show, but, um, you know, to Dave's point, uh, you know, I wonder if this Arizona, is just a no. That's probably a glycol, you know, jacket on all the stuff. I don't know though, but if they, but if they're doing it in yeah, fermentation barrels, in so it's in not French oak, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's, you're, you're it's basically not, yeah. So so here's what I'll throw out there, just a little something something. Throw it, um, throw it. Some of the better of uh, and this and this brewery produces a lot of farmhouse slash saison beer, you know. So those beers just seem to really pop in warmer climates you know uh say somewhere in florida because the yeast really likes they to love be it. at yeah. that temperature yeah, yeah. You know? that's true and, and and you know i don't know what is what is how he's barrel you know how he's cellaring this stuff but you know you the temperature and they it do, might they do have RV. some pretty wide temperature swings there but i think i think they just it, it really lends to the environment i think that's that, what i was thinking though like think they the seem to really yeah, do yeah. like florida Seems to really do yeah. well with those types of beers, and yeah. it seems like. But yeah, no glycol on the on the wood. Yeah. Well, the uh, one thing I wrote down around this was uh, jammy star fruit, um, kind of a tropical fruit. Actually, it reminded me a lot of an ambrosia cocktail. Oh wow! Um, yeah, you know, with yeah. uh, that exact the, uh, same mascherino yeah. cherry. You know, so I thought this. Yeah, I thought it tasted like the fruit, like the syrup from the fruit. That's uh, it. Fruit. Whatever oh, you call wow. that stuff. Hey, we'll be stuff. right back in just a moment to talk about this. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Suds episode, we are talking about beers from Raleigh Farm Farmhouse Ales out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. 
we were discussing one of the beers out of this flight, Sanctuary of the, I'm sorry. Yeah, yep, Sto- yep. Uh, Sanctuary Stone of Stoneblend. And I just uh, had dropped a comment that reminded me a little bit of Ambrosia with all this kind of tropical flute and fruit and cherries toot, and marshmallows. Toot. I like tropical flutes. Flutes, <laughs> yeah. Toot, 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 Have you ever tried to blow one? Yeah. Uh, the thing I want to know is, would you have to wear booties while you're making this beer? Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> I know somebody that has a pair. Saucy I really booties. feel like I invested in too much Alabama. of my life in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like, I know uh, that mm. secretly under Raleigh uh, Farmhouse Ales, there's another lab. There's a meth lab? There's a lab. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it was that. I don't want to alienate Too much, could too be much TV, Sparky. Too I'm much sorry. TV. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're doing <laughs> just, this so well. Just, just beer and snowboards. That's it. But and drugs. atomic, we can't talk about it. Probably. Okay, fair he probably can't. He Grateful can't Dead playing along, you know, on the yeah. on the yeah. speakers. You know? Exactly. I think, um, then go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I think the name of this was a tease for me, though. I saw the stone, and I was thinking I was going to get a lot more peach and apricot. Fruit, yeah, I didn't uh, get a lot of peach. And I thought I was going to get a lot of apricot, funky peach. No? I'm, I'm not getting it. Oh, what's really? funny? It's it's actually on the next beer we're going to talk about. Uh, actually, the stone blend um, uh, in this flight for me, it was my least favorite. Although these were all. Than it was tart. So, I thought yeah. really. It was um, at least so what are you, sour. What are you of the bunch. Uh, let's talk about our uh, rating for the Sanctuary of Stone Blend from Raleigh Farmhouse Sales is going to be a three. Ooh, I hit the right C. button. Well, next up is going to be the uh, Cote d'Or, uh, the Pinot Noir from Raleigh Farmhouse Sales. Sparky's going to tell us a little bit more about this beer. All right. So the Cote d'Or Pinot Noir 2018. We save the base and perhaps the best beer for last in this year's Sanctuario series. This was the brewer's choice blend from our freshly dumped Pinot Noir barrels without any additional fruiting. This beer took its time bottle conditioning on Alamosa wildflower honey, but we think it was worth the wait. Light, refreshing acidity awaits your palate, along with some moderate farmhouse funk and a level of carbonation appropriate for the style. Cheers. I think farmhouse funk should be a music style, farmhouse too. Farmhouse funk. It is. That'd be right. That kind of country funk. funky hillbillies. I don't know. I got a, like a seventies funk band bl- playing through my yeah. head, you know, like P-Funk like like funk wearing overalls, uptown funky beer, you know. <laughs> I I like this because I I mean it's nice uh, to me. It's kind of dry. It's got uh, wow. You can get some of the wood from the Pinot Noir yeah. in there, um, and some of the the wine notes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one I'm actually I'm getting stone fruit out of this one more no than kidding. I think the stone I got, beer. I got a lot of I apricot. Did. I wrote this. down apricots, yeah, nectarines, yeah. and and just you know stone fruit. I do see uh, the nectarine. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's funny is that, so Spark, you said dry, and the first thing I wrote down was actually creamy, and I wrote lacto kind of with a big you know question mark mm. because. I, that was something that was a little bit different in this and everything else. And I don't know if it's a lot of lactobacillus, you know, off this. And I don't know. But I did write very wine-like, uh, the same way you were observing, you know. Um, the, the the influence of the Pinot Noir barrel here is uh, not over the top. And, again, really great harmony. I, I love the fact when you run across somebody that actually has really good, you know, management of the amount of time they were leaving stuff in a, in a barrel finish. And I think they're doing a lot of good trade-offs, uh, specifically to make that happen. This for sure. So, well, I mean, uh, to me, this is fascinating because I mean, how many fruit adjuncts do you see a lot of times in beers of this style? Yep. And this this doesn't. I mean, you right. mean like a blood orange hefeweizen? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa. Too soon. Too soon. I missed that one. I'm never going to live that down. No. I'm going to make you wear the booties next episode. <laughs> oh. But, but I mean, again, Rude, here's Rude. all these amazing flavors. Yep. Obviously, the barrel gave a lot of life sure, to it sure. and, and the base beer itself, but yeah. just so, so cool. But, I mean, wouldn't a farmhouse beer be the beer where you would have fruit adjuncts? Because- the farm. Maybe. I mean, it's a farm. You know, that's so that's where you're going to do. I mean, different I don't think things. traditionally. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. you think a, style. Right, you think a lot of classic French saisons or uh, or uh, beer de gardes. Yeah, yeah, French. Well, yeah, you know, I'm and not grisettes. You know, like fruited grisettes are like the American way to you know put a fruited turd in any screw it up <laughs> farmhouse <laughs> beer. Right. I mean, that's like. Let's do it, guys, and we'll put so it in I the did, can. Yeah. I got a lot of cheesy, funky. I mean, they're that that house culture is just really popping for me and this one for sure i do like this a yeah. lot more as it's warmed up a mm-hmm. bit um, absolutely i have to say it's uh, it's really come around just with a little bit of increase in temperature then when we uh, first a great these level open. of sourness to it i got that weird apricot even though it's not fruited yeah i loved this beer yeah so uh our rating here for the uh cote d'or I'm the, I'm the outlier Oh, oh wow! Damn, son! Dang. Wow! Yeah, I really liked. I really, the... folks, I really liked this yeah. one. Our rating for the Cote d'Or Pinot Noir from Raleigh Farmhouse Sales is going to be a four, uh, uh, except for Caperton. <laughs> Love you, John Raleigh. It's a great beer. You know, so I think Will what's interesting about this <laughs> flight, I mean, how many I hope you really mean sour breweries have we run across? And it's like this just this one common culture that cuts across everything and, and the level of unique oh, wow. elements. Yeah, it's been that's, it's that's been different. You know, yeah, it's been different each So yeah. I what I like is I'm really seeing the level of uh skill that's coming through in the culture management that they're going across these these are not all the same beer at all by the way i think the barrels play a big role too yeah and a really good uh management of the barrel finishes that are going off this i've really found everything to be great harmony with each other through these there's nothing that's like over the top and you're seeing the wine barrel overtake everything or you're seeing you know one dominant you know the culture that you're using to dominate everything you know across the whole flight so uh, kudos, uh, really, to I'm to down them. to my last sip of this one. I don't want to take it, but I want to take it. I got you, fam. Well, we're down to our last beer out of this flight, and that is the Cote d'Or, the uh, Double Cirrus. Yes. Cerise. I'm Cerise. Double Cirrus when I talk to you. Double Cherry. <laughs> All right. Double Cherry. Tell us about this Flanders bomb, Sparky. All right. So, <laughs> well, there you go. So Cote d'Or Double Cerise is a mixed fermentation saison that we brew with a blend of unmalted organic Sonoran white wheat and hard red winter wheat. It is fermented using our house mixed culture and aged and freshly dumped Pinot Noir barriques locally sourced from our friends at Gruet Winery. After a year in these barriques, we transferred our favorite blend onto a mix of organic tart Mont- Montmorency Montmorency? Mont- Montmorency? <laughs> Jesus, God. It's take a type your, of take cherry. Take your time. Take your time. And it's dark, a tough, it's sweet a tough bean cherries. Sounds like, sounds like A. Spell it. First syllable sounds like. <laughs> Apple. At a rate of 2.4 pounds per gallon. The entire batch was then bottled and kegged using orange blossom honey and is allowed to naturally condition. Natural conditioning is an extra step that costs... 
a fair amount of money in honey and additional time, but we feel the result is well worth the additional cost and effort. Cheers. Cheers. Now, I was thinking of what complicated you reading that. Are you allowed to read during Shabbat? I don't read from the Torah. Um, <laughs> my wife does. Um, and she does it quite well, but... Uh, those words. But, uh, no. those words. So you're saying it was the beer, not Shabbat, that host you up there. Well, is that that's true. I, it is still technically Shabbat. Shabbat, I know. For yeah, a little, so for a little for bit a longer. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, man. Adonai just shutting me down every time. All right. Let's talk about the uh, Code Dior uh, Double Cirrus. Cerise. 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 That's, that's Montmorency and Bing. I screwed you know up. Sour cherries. Up twice. Let's Sour go cherries double cerise. and uh, sweet cherries. Really uh, quite acidic and uh, very Flanders-like were the things that I wrote down uh, right off the bat. Uh, it is the most sour of the bunch, but I'm not getting that acetic bite I get from a lot of Flanders, like yeah. Duchess. It's, no, it's um, not a joke. It's, but it is sour. Some of these were tart, but this thing's this uh, this is sour. I actually wrote down it was a Rodenbach clone, you know. Uh, so I don't know if that. So you're saying it's not that acidic as I'm the not Duchess. getting it as much. No, it's I, definitely creaky. It's it's kind of creaky. It's straight creaking. And I'll be honest with you, I'm Release a cherry slut. That is my favorite <laughs> fruit on the planet. That's a street fight. name. All of you people at this table are bigger than me, and I'll fight you all mm, over the delicious cherry. Bombs. cherry. I'll throw cherry bombs. I, I will. At you. I love that fruit so much. There, and there's a ton my... of cherry in this. Oh, my yep. God. And it's I'll well done. It. Tart Sparky and sweet. Sparky will fight for his cherry. Hmm. Don't break it, though. Do you think they were aiming for that uh, when they went into this beer? Because it, it, yes. it tastes like it tastes like something that just kind of evolved and, and it wound up you know, being here. I think here. The, the choice of cherries would indicate. I think they, they, yeah. they knew kind of what they were looking got for. got a sour cherry. We had a sour cherry tree in our yard. Um, oh, really? A, yeah. yeah, that tree was like. My mom, used to make, my mom used to make sour cherry mood. preserves. Oh, what kind oh. of cherries? They were, I, we have no idea. It was the tree that was there, maybe Mont, Montmorency. Hmm. Did you Who have knows? to wear booties while you went out and but picked they the were, cherries? And, and <laughs> there was a day, there was a day, there was a year that the, that the tree just stopped producing cherries. Cherry trees are fickle said, I've had enough. The sky yeah. was full of ash yeah, and there yeah. was sadness throughout the neighborhood. And I was not a big um, outdoor worker as a lad. I know that's <laughs> going to be a hard one if you could see me. You know, I don't exactly scream. Here's a swarthy guy that oh, works you're very in the yard swarthy. a lot. There are a lot of things that scre- scream at me when I look at you, but that but, isn't one but of them. But I would help pick the cherries because it was a race against the birds. The birds know when the oh cherries Oh, my God. That's are, so yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I've got a buddy, Trent, who has cherry trees, and it's just every year it's just a race against the, the birds versus him. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Cherries are a lot of work. You know what man. helps with that? Shotgun. That's true. It does. I saw that movie. So, do you think this would be better off to call it a creek or uh, or a Flanders? Because I'd go creek. I go creek. If you're gonna go because one of the to other, me, I agree. I don't believe it's as acidic enough to well, it, call it, it a full blown fan uh, Flanders. Well, he calls it a cerise, which means cherry. It's just a different language. Yes, I know that. Yeah, we're not yeah. looking for so it's French. French. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all. No, the cherry's the star of this beer. Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's, it's in the and name it's and the balance of yeah. the cherries is really yeah. Yep. It's because uh, it's beautiful. It tastes like there's a few different kinds in there. It's mm-hmm. uh, I did write down flavor. superberry, uh, which you know to me implied there was a lot more in there than just the cherries alone. Cherry yeah. two thousand. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Well, uh, really uh, fascinating uh, beer all the way around. Beautiful color, too. I mean, honestly, we don't yeah. talk about that always. But. And I get a little of the honey, like we've all mm. said, at the at the sort of the end of this. I get a touch of that honey, you know. just Which to, I appreciate yeah, I them. Part of, is it, do you think that's part of the house culture, that it's, it's coming out in those well, he beers? Well, he said that they, finished they, it, he, uh, yeah, they, they, they bottle condition it with honey with as honey. the sugar. So normally you just add sucrose Orange blossom honey. Yeah. Orange yeah. blossom honey. Yeah. Mm. So, so I, I, I really even, appreciate them doing that I do because too. it does add I don't even know how you, layer of flavor. Yeah, I don't even know how you calculate that. You know, it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of math. You'd have to be a master's at chemistry. Let's uh, wrap up our rating here on the Code Dior Double Cerise, um, and we're gonna call it uh, our rating for the Code Dior Double Cerise is going to be a four. Uh. Despite some dissension, that's all right. <laughs> you know, we were up and down on that. One. So very interesting flight. I'd love for us to kind of talk about this flight in general. I mentioned a little bit earlier that the thing I really enjoyed was it just wasn't like five beers with one note and some exchange of fruit, which we've had a lot of beers, you know, from many uh, sour breweries that are same base beer, different fruit. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a playbook, you know, uh, that everybody's going through, and this is not the the occasion at all so yeah that you're right because two four of these beers were uh they were paired as like uh the the coat coat du, what what am i saying coat d'or coat d'or yeah there was the pinot noir and then the 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 Cerise version was in the Pinot Noir barrels as well, I think. Oh, they wow. That they was just, the same. They just, yeah, they, right. They're probably the same beer. They just fruited a, a portion of it. Oh, that, I wouldn't right. have guessed that in a million years. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. They were completely different beers. Yeah. If you had to suggest a beer for Raleigh to go and tackle, what would it be? One, one at my house. Mm. <laughs> I know one what the short house. list is in my mind. One and, with me. And anybody have us any thought about that? Um... A beer or a fruit? A style? Like I a, am going to throw this out and saying, I'd love for these guys to make a lambic. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah, kind of what I was yeah, thinking. Wow. Yeah, method like tradi- a, like a, like do a, a spontaneous a true fermentation. I'd love for them. Style. I would love for them to go and make get some uh, of that New Mexico terroir, a full, a full blown uh, lambic. Get I'd a love cool for them to make and, uh, a, a one yeah, two, yeah. a three yeah. year. I'd love yeah. for them mm-hmm. to make a gouze. Method um, traditional. I I would. Uh, I think that would be really a very fascinating, um, you know, lead for. I think for these, a lot of these beers do, border on that. That yeah. sort of that I know. cheesy lambic quality. They do, do they have a Do they have a cool ship? Do we know if they've got a cool they, ship? Or are they doing they more do. traditional? He'd be the last kid on the block. I mean, it's, if yeah. you think about their proximity to, I mean, which is not necessarily close, but it's the same part of the country as as Gesture King. Yeah. And down in Austin. Yeah, that's a good do, point. I was about to say something that to you do just sort the, of, yeah. A cool ship beer and see what the local it's, New Mexico. Yeah. Terrain, I wonder, yeah. I, I, what I, that's going to I was going to say, I wonder if that dry environment inhibits the yeast that you would get, but Jester King and, would and, indicate otherwise. Yeah. It's also up in the, yeah. it's near the mountains, right? Is it a, think, is yeah, yeah, a little yeah. higher altitude yeah. so too? You yeah. just have to pick yeah. the right time of year to get the right temperature. Um, yeah. For, the, they for get it, it to be able for to sure. float in. Yeah, I think the, it could happen. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely uh, 
stay on the lookout for these beers from Raleigh Farmhouse God, Ales. Please. Get a cool um, ship, John. You know, I have not seen them uh, widely uh, available, um, but I have a feeling with beer this good, where it's yeah. going to get out, yeah. especially after being on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Oh, hopefully yeah. they'll hit at least a 20-state distribution right. uh, rather right. quickly. You're welcome. So uh, Tennessee's one of them. Definitely uh, drive out of your way to uh, <laughs> definitely uh, check these out for sure. Well, this is the end of our episode for today. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Sip, Sudden, and Smokes. You can find us right back here where you found us today. We're a weekly show, and it's available on radio, satellite, online at iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show is on your phone. Just ask Alexa, Siri, or Google play podcast sip suds and smokes we love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sip suds and smokes.com our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter and instagram every single day at sip suds smoke and our facebook page is always buzzed with lots of news please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online five star i said buzzed I want to thank our co-hosts for being here. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, check me out on Instagram at good old boy, Dave, and my 60-second beer reviews. And good old boy, Kendall. Tell us about your blog, buddy. My wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. We're also on Instagram. Good old boy, Caperton, the master abater. That's thank right. you. Always good to be here. Keep up the fight, folks. Good old boy, Sparky. Thanks for bringing the beers, buddy. Anytime, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah it's good to see Sparky. you here. Yeah. Well Yay, done, Sparky. Sure. <laughs> we'll let you come back we if you made, keep on bringing stuff. We made it this through good. without Deal. the butterscotch Six story. Eight. Oh, bomb. <laughs> Next time. Well, we'll see. Be sure to come back. Join us once again on another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping. Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 